So, like, for example, right now they're doing a um, a run back, and it seems like he's kind of like, you know, running in mud. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you got to think of it this way. These are the guys that there's, – there's a lot of draft picks here from former teams, but they're probably – they're, they're guys that couldn't make it in the NFL. So usually those guys are going to be like, what, 4.7 on the 440, get to f- close to 5, you know what I'm saying? So Wait, this is a sound check. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, this, this is, is a sound check? This is the sound check for, um, for the Gabe and Walt show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which will be coming back soon. There you go. Sound check. Done. This is uh, sound check number two. Wolfie. That was way longer. If you go to gyroworld.com, you might discover that Bubba is taking all of your aluminum foil for the very, very low price of 99 cents, in which case he will fashion it into an idol of pure gold that can be sold for $679 billion. For Not each rooms. single piece of aluminum foil you bring in. Not runes? runes. We're going to make it runes now. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and that, yeah. <laughs> this is a sound check. Hello, everybody. Yes, this is a sound check. Check, check. Get check. You know, this is a sound check that check. celebrates it's so good geek, that nerd I know it's not a get geek thing. It's usually geek a cross thing. Yeah. Analysis I think we have fans. I do fans think, I mean, anything yeah, maybe. Movies, like, it TV, could work. Maybe. Like, yes. Yes. Do it. He's looking at something and he's like totally shocked. And now, I will send it to you. I'll send it in the Get Geek Instagram. And you guys can be shocked at what I just saw too. Alright, and we'll talk about it after this break. So I, I finally saw the um, the reel that you sent over uh, via Instagram. Um, in Hawaii, the chicken that decides to climb on <laughs> and lay an egg. Now, now more importantly, how how did Is that, that even? Guy... Was it a chicken? Wasn't it a pigeon? It was a chicken. No, it was a chicken, man. Oh it was an God. actual chicken. Now the 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 bigger question here is why did that guy choose to start filming at that point, right? <laughs> and Spider-Man reflexes for catching the egg as it was rolling off the hood. Well, well, so that's an just, easy. That's easy. That's easy. Would you I not? Say, pers- yeah. Can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. He's lucky because in Texas, if he had let that go, he would have gone to jail. <laughs> Because that would well, have considered to that would have been considered to be an abortion in <laughs> oh Greg God. Abbott's eyes, right? <laughs> That's sorry, really some true. political humor in there. I, I digress. You were saying, uh, well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a chicken fly? Um, I've seen a chicken try to fly. Try to fly. Well, he probably pulled his camera out because he was like, "Wait, how does this chicken get on top of my car?" 
<laughs> well, listen, just and just then it flew as, off. Just as an aside, so I I grew up. I was born in California, as as you guys may or may not know, right? Um, and for you know some some years of my life, I did spend a lot of time over at my grandmother's house. Now, if you knew my grandmother, my grandmother was about maybe four nine and stuff, but being that you know um my grandmother is from the guatemalan side you know that my mom is from the puerto rican side so that was my dad's mom mm-hmm. she had in her backyard an entire chicken coop okay <laughs> not only that wait it gets better not only that if you go a little further back she actually had a cage coyote why she what had the hell? One, i have no idea yes this is all true right so um, to make this a, a very, very quick story, I was probably like maybe four or five years old and stuff like that. And so what my cousins used to do is that there was a separation between the main house and the back house. And so they would lock the door and let the rooster out. The rooster would always go after me and try and peck me in the back of my back of my feet, right where the Achilles were. Maybe that's why my Achilles tendon ruptured about 10 or 15 years ago, right? But... Eventually, um, my grandma, again, all of four nine, grabbed the rooster one time because we were, gonna, we were about to have dinner, grabbed it by the head, swirled it around. Oh, God. Broke the neck, right? And then put it down and with a knife, chopped the head off. I Mind apologize you. to any and all vegans that are listening. <laughs> I am a five-year-old with my four nine grandmother holding the head of a chicken while the body of the chicken is twitching and running around scarred for life <laughs> scarred for life what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? anyway guys okay. welcome to the you get started geek. this man welcome. that's an awkward you started intro, this welcome that thing. welcome to the get geek podcast yeah. i am one of your hosts my name is gabe aka wolf and i am joined by the man you just heard on mike Walt and the 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 big and little bro uh AJ and Eli say what's up what's up goodbye oh my freaking god why you always do that yeah come on you gotta give me something better than a goodbye okay what's up what's down there you go that's better that's new it's fresh I love it let's keep it going so this week we're gonna kind of just bring you a little bit of uh some thoughts on some stuff that's been happening this week um we've got halo we've got doctor strange and we've got some rumors on the dceu how do you guys feel about the news coming out this week so far is it, is it still the DCEU? I, I, I'm, I, can't I don't even, know. DC, I don't know what to call it anymore, to be honest. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, they, Discovery they Channel. Me. Does DC stand for Discovery Channel or Direct Comics? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It, it's, so, it's so weird. So, Can I, like, make a quick shout-out? A shout-out? So, oh, like, I got a shout-out, yes. too, by the way. So there's this dude trending pretty hard on twitter right now even though it's not official like in the moments i've seen the posts on twitter uh posts about this dude have been going up in the hundreds if not thousands okay okay he is colloquially known as let me solo her 
Now, hold on, just hold on, just hold on. Hold on. So there is PG. Hold on, you gotta let you gotta not after that gory, not after that gory explanation of how you gotta let me talk. There is a boss in Elden Ring. Okay. Her name is Melania. Yes. One of the hardest bosses in the game. Towards the end, right? End game boss, right? Sort of. There is a dude on PC who puts his summon sign right outside of her uh, boss fight area. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's literally titled, Let Me Solo Her. And to his credit, I haven't seen a single complaint from the community. He always solos her. And this is what he looks like. Describe it for us, please. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course. He's wearing oh my God. a jar on his head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he's, he's utilizing the it's rivers of blood katana. This and I don't know what other katana that is. Podcast is off to a strange <laughs> start. <laughs> now, so. I've seen another name for him called the Jarnished. Get it? Jarnish. All right, all right, all right. That's... Yeah, no. And so basically, this dude has just been blowing up. Like the thing I just showed you right now, mm-hmm. he got his own miniature statue. Jeez, That's a statue nice. of the That's dude's character. Funny. It's funny because it seems like every single week there's something interesting and new from Elden Ring. They totally have did not you, have expected. Have you, have I have you played? Yet. No, 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 no. I've my gaming has been dedicated to a little bit of fighting games, some old school okay. retro stuff, uh, and a little bit of Halo when I have the energy for for it. So uh, I've been focusing on mindless combat. So okay, um, so let's let's yeah. let's let's. Um... Well, hold on. I do want to do a quick little shout okay, out okay. before mm-hmm. we continue. Before we get on with the actual episode, everyone that's, that's listening, and you know, I just want to shout out Stephen and the and and the folks over at Brooklyn Jesus Video Games Christ. and Arcade. Um, uh, you know they're they're super awesome. They just did an update to their uh, their shop. Um, nice. the, the shop looks awesome. They got more cabinets more than ever before. They're doing, you know, weekly tournaments more than once. I think they're doing tournaments every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday now. I think. Wow. And these are cash okay. prize tournaments that you can now watch live stream on their Twitch channel. So. If you guys want to check out a little bit more about what they've got going on, just go to Brooklyn Games and Arcade on Instagram, and you'll be able to see everything. You can also purchase through Instagram. You can whatever they 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 put out from trade ins or new arrivals. Uh, you could just hit them with the DM, purchase it online, and 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 go from there. You don't even have to visit the store. Um, but they're super cool people's out there. So uh, yeah, man, go check them out if you have not. Um, have you big have shout you been out there recently? Um, recent, I yes, I, I did. I did stop by recently because I'm trying to get a uh, cabinet for a project. Um, getting, I, I'm, I'm trying to get my own candy arcade. Now, for those of you guys that aren't mm-hmm. um, aware, a candy arcade is essentially a Japanese imported Japanese old style retro arcade cabinet with a CRT monitor and the whole nine. I mean, of course, you have the newer candies, which are based on you know lcd screen and whatnot but what makes it mm-hmm. a candy arcade is you know kind of like the look of it it's got like fluorescent it's got lighting it's got you know funky colors like pink yellows and you know things that kind of look like cotton candy um and that's kind of where it got the nickname from it but 
I'm looking to get my own candy arcade for a, a very specific project. Um, and, uh, and, and they're super cool because they're, first of all, they're very expensive because now they're very, very rare. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're even lucky enough to find one um, in good condition, as far as the cabinet goes and, and a good quality CRT monitor in there with no burn in, um, you can now uh, install things like the Mr. The Mr. Arcade, which is a PC board IO set where you can just load in all the ROMs from all the games and just play it on the arcade. But you can also in the cabinet itself, put in all your game systems like, you know, your Xboxes, PlayStation, Dreamcast and the whole oh, nine and cool. all like just connected to the arcade itself and just play all your games using joysticks or just a wireless controller you know, mm-hmm. off of the uh, cabinet system itself. So um, uh, for those of you guys that are into retro gaming um, and you don't mm-hmm. know what a candy arcade is, take a look. Take a look and um, and, and do a little bit of research uh, just so you know if, you, if the cabinets themselves, they seem to be going up in value every single year. Uh, retail. Retail cabinet was 600 bucks. More or less, plus okay. the import fee if you do import it, or if mm-hmm. it's already here in the states, about six hundred to eight hundred bucks. But now, like the cheapest that you could probably find a a true candy like Sega or Capcom or a Taito candy arcade is about sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Wow! And that's, that's for like job. one that's like in terrible quality with no game PC in it at all. Six months. If a mint yeah. one, it's you're looking expensive. at about five thousand dollars. Oh, so, wow. That's yeah. a huge jump. That yeah. Really yes. Yes. But you know, retro gaming is, is, is in. Well, I mean, it's, it's because it's because yeah. these games are no longer backwards compatible. You can't play any of yeah. these old games anymore sure. because we're too far down the line in, in systems and consoles. So yep. that's why they've accrued value. Anyway, big shout out to Brooklyn Games and Arcades. Hey, um, you know, hit up Steven. They got two shops. Uh, for you guys to enjoy let's go right into the show now we think it's like high time that we start talking yeah. talking oh, halo like, almost let's go ahead and start let's go, go let's go ahead and start with halo no yes yeah, so we're on it. episode four mm-hmm. how do you guys feel so far let me just get like a quick gauge of the temperature on 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 the melgar ho- household right now how do you guys feel so far about the episode or the show in general I'm still open to it, but I'm finding it harder and harder to keep giving the show a chance. I'm that's all I'm gonna say for now. Yeah. I wanna get into the specific problems. So so I'm assuming I'm 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 gonna say lukewarm. A little less than lukewarm. A little less than lukewarm. Okay, so you're just Luke. <laughs> I guess I am. I'll I'll go and get my green lightsaber out for you guys to all see. Uh, whack. That's it. Not a shocker there. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm not even gonna say anything else that's other it. than whack. It's just horrible in okay. general. Why? Well, will because it's just. They're shamelessly screwing up the Halo non-canonical verse, I guess you would say. So yeah, because it's not canon. Yeah, thank God it's not canon. And uh, Vault, uh, Jose, who is not here with us today, mm-hmm. um, 
he he kind of said it best and and you know I'm, <clears throat> I'm i'm trying here i'm trying here but the show especially with the last two episodes seems freakishly um concerned with showing butts all the time oh very distracting yeah I, um I, I i guess what they're trying to do is show that they are an adult show you can find other ways of doing that so you know it's it's distractions like that that's that's making i'm still with the open mind i am mm -hmm. but I, and i'm trying hard i really really am paramount i really really am 343 industries but with each week it's getting a little bit harder to say you know what i understand what you're trying to do you know they gave it a name yes they did <laughs> what, what do you mean they, uh, they gave it a name online are you are you are you, you are sitting down because i see you okay yeah I so down it is apparently not fitting to call him Master Chief anymore. Right. It is more fitting to call him Master Cheeks. Oh my goodness. No. Oh my god. No. So good. No. The internet is no. undefeated. undefeated yet again. No. Wow. Yo, what? Nah, that's that's too that's out of pocket. It was a Forbes article I saw that on. It's bro. on top of that. It's a Forbes, Forbes? article. Oh no, <laughs> that's out of pocket. Oh my yo. god, yo. Well, Damn, all right. So crazy. I I am I am pretty cold on it right now. I am I am so bored with the show that it's you know it's it you know and. It's hard for me to actually really get bored with a show, especially one that I'm emotionally invested in that I already have like character background of, mm -hmm. um, because I I do like to give everything a chance, even if like it's begrudgingly so. But you know where where I could understand how people were bored, and I and I hate having to constantly every time we talk about Halo, we talk about Boba Fett. Sort of, it kind of comes up just because it's the most recent thing that we saw that we kind of dealt with this a little bit parallels to it yeah know? i mean the thing is that we like you know i i think that like it's very unique to have a show that everybody's been waiting for that has like you know that 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 doesn't have people on the edge of their seat that has people kind of waiting around again i make the case that with boba fett i i i can understand the wait because they're giving me backstory and answering questions that we want and it's the same thing still with this, where they're giving us a bunch of stuff that we don't actually need and didn't ever ask for. Like there's there was so much exposition in this fourth episode that I of course there's no room for any kind of running and gunning because they had so many like expansive lines of dialogue for no reason. I mean and, and just to your point, it's really, really interesting that you're you're seeing a lot being made of the preview for next week's episode it's right almost yes it's almost as if the series creators recognize the fact that the last two episodes have been kind of a little bit slow in terms of pacing and this is kind of like them saying guys don't give up on us because next week we're gonna bring it you know what i'm saying 
That's exactly yeah. Almost, that's yeah. It, I just saw it right apology now. Apology to the to the fans, right? Yeah, I just saw the preview right now. You just, like I didn't get a chance to see it before because I didn't want to see it before I saw the fourth episode. I've been lagging behind. I literally only saw the fourth episode just so I can do this recording. I had that's I wasn't really compelled. Right there, though. I wasn't I wasn't compelled to it. And again, yeah. I'm a diehard Halo fan. Um. And, and, and yeah, like I see as soon like halfway through the, that trailer, the preview for episode five, I got the feeling that like, oh, they're trying to tell me like, oh, don't worry guys, all the action you guys have been wanting and missing, you're mm-hmm. finally going to get it on episode five. Yeah, um, that, that's, that's yeah. exactly what that felt like. It was like, guys, I get it. You might be a little one eye closed. You're falling asleep on the couch. Don't worry about it. We got you next week. We got you. I took next a week. phone call in the middle of this episode and didn't want to hit pause just because I wanted to get through the episode. <laughs> it was um, a little tough this week. Is there were there any highlights for you guys? I do like the way the other Spartans have been interacting with the other characters, specifically Miranda Keys. I feel like they have a much better personality. It's really weird to say this right now, but I like them better than Master Chief a little, just a little. I, I think I think what's happening here is that Master Master Chief kind of opened that Pandora's box, and there's you can see that there's a struggle with him in terms of you know do I deserve this should I should I should I really open myself up and the other what what's her name um uh, Kai. No, the the the, the other one. Spartan that yeah is that Kai? Yeah, I think that's isn't it? Okay, Kai? yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, she's fully embracing it. I mean, you you see that she's taking you know she's she's coloring her hair, she's she's showing individuality and stuff. You saw her be a little bit more more upfront in the conversations, like she was leading the conversations yes, on this. Yes, very know? very true. And and so I think. What what's happening is here is you're having two different dynamics with two different characters. One character is fully embraced. She saw what he did and he was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Let me try it." And she is she is fully embracing the freedom that she's yeah, missed. But there's a little and bit then, of a plot hole there that's really no, no, I, yeah, I feel I like it, it's glaring. Yeah, yeah. but there but is. then you look at Master Chief, and Master Chief was the one that started this whole thing, and he's kind of wishy washy. Like, which way do I go? And I don't know if maybe it's because of the the relationship that he has with, um, you know, the doctor. Definitely is. Or, or, Um, you know, you know, because he he has this he has this mama mama's boy relationship with sort of. You know, I I I feel like I feel like I can kind of explain that off, and I hate that I'm actually able to defend this this piece of it at the Mm -hmm. moment. But I think that what it is that Master Chief is dealing with. the you know all these new feelings and these emotions after realizing that he had a pass and knowing that he had a pass so so for him it's a little bit different because he's already confused before he took out the uh what, what are they calling it i forget what they, the pellet yeah. right the they're, emotional inhibitor yeah they're the emotional inhibitor the, right the, like the he's already pill. confused <laughs> Right, he's mm. already confused. So he saw these memories before one. while he had I the pellet. And, and now he's processing those same memories, but with emotions now. And so he's super confused. Whereas Kai had no idea about anything. She just she had she didn't even have any idea why 
he took it out or what the effects would be. Mm -hmm. Right. Like John knew that when he took it out, that he's going to, as it was explained to him, he's going to see the world like in a new light and he's going to be questioning things, whereas she had no idea what would happen. So everything is brand new and fresh for her, which is why it feels um, like fresh interactions with her and stuff like that. And everything's yeah. you know, new but and you happening. Know what? I, I like I like the experience that she's having a lot more than I'm liking john's experience yeah well it's because she doesn't have any conflict however here's the plot hole that i was talking about anybody find it weird that when master chief was trying to like take it out like alarms went off and everybody knew oh what, what's going on over here you know we can't let him yeah. you know like they knew meanwhile mm -hmm. she's taking it off no problem no alarm set no not, not a single soul was notified about I, I, anything i will say this though um they First of all, they have way more invested in Master Chief than they have with Kai. You know, yes. Master Chief is the poster boy. Plus, they were probably looking at him with even you know a a stronger a stronger. What's the word I'm looking for? They with they the had Hawk's him, eye. Yeah, exactly. Only because of his actions prior to that. You know, I mean, yeah, that's he, true. So, I understand that. So he's going to he's going to have that focus on him a lot, lot more and stuff. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. And yeah, but that's still a it problem. Just, it it just doesn't what? make sense. If you're because... a Spartan and you're 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 monitoring monitoring these guys. If it happens to him, you their whole, their whole armor might I mean, happen to not, somebody else. Yeah, their helmet, bad. their armor, everything is meant to monitor them. Right, AJ? Yeah, but not even that, though, like. It's also really weird how the other Spartan didn't notice the the cut in her back. <laughs> the blood on the knife. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not like she got there and everything was already hidden and put away. She was there literally like bleeding from her back, I'm A assuming. Second and, after yeah, she was like, finished yeah, doing yeah. that. I hate to say it though, but those two those two other Spartans at this point, they're pretty clueless when it comes to <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Know? I mean everything for yeah, them is just but... tactical and stuff. Those those minor details i can see how they you know they kind of yeah miss that because they're not on the battlefield so it's like who cares what know? other highlights i know that so eli did you have any highlights i know that like uh the the, the, the spartan interactions were kind of a highlight for aj you eli anything anything at all uh no i'm gonna have to say no there were no highlights for me. Not and a single one. Mm. Nope. Not in any of the episodes. <laughs> not in any of the episodes? I guess. I mean, I, would, I, feel, I do feel that. I don't think that there's any okay, glaring that, highlights for me either. What? That That's kind of wrong. In the very first episode, you definitely enjoyed seeing those elites tear through those freaking rebels. Well, okay. You even said Through so. the Throughout the entire show, I mean, yeah, the first scene was, I mean, the first few scenes were, like, decent. They're pretty good. But, I mean, otherwise, I mean, we generally haven't gotten anything else. Yeah. There's no other highlights it's, that I could even think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was liking the character of Soren. He's kind of falling into that one-dimensional character in, in my eyes yeah. right now. Yeah, um, just plot device. Yeah, he, you know, he... He started out super interesting. It, it's not there anymore with, with me now. You know, he's basically oh well you know what now you owe me a ship that, that kind of stuff i you know there 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 were there were threads that if they had treated correctly might have been interesting they're falling away from it and and that's why this 
this episode was kind of disappointing because you know what? You you were kind of building something. And now it wasn't the greatest thing of all time, but now this episode kind of like is a step back. Yeah, I, I that, feel the same know? way. I mean, you know, for me, like towards the end of the episode, I realized that like the entire Madrigal like stuff going on, I could care less about it. Uh, the, yeah. like I found myself only really caring, obviously, because I want to know, I want to see Master Chief. I'm watching Halo for Master Chief, nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I hated that in this episode they would cut to ma- a scene with with Master Chief. That scene would last like a minute, and then when they would go to something else like Madrigal or back to uh, the UNSC, and that would be like a five to ten minute scene. Then they would go back to Master Chief for another minute, and then back to all the other stuff. So it just it, it's like they're pulling me away from what I'm actually here for. Um, which I don't understand why. And then the second thing, the biggest issue that I found with this episode is that they're pulling, like, so they're pulling me away from what I want to see, which is, you know, I guess some sort of story development with Master Chief and looking for this say. thing. He's looking uh-huh. for, he's looking for this thing, doesn't find it. And then at the end of the episode, he finally finds it. So this whole episode was about wow. him finding the artifact and, not being able to find it just to let us know at the very end of the episode oh we found it now so it was the whole point of the episode yeah yeah i know i i thought i thought you were gonna go to kwan ha because uh i I, again she's another character that you know the storyline is useless exactly storyline is useless it just doesn't feel like halo it doesn't feel like halo in any way shape or form yeah, it, her her whole thing with the aunt and the father and the generals and stuff like that. I mean, you know, are are you saying that he she's building an army that Master Chief can utilize at some point in the season? You know, the whole thing with Vishner. Who cares, really? You know, um, and but going back to your point with um, with um, the whole point at that. That new his home his home planet yeah his right? home world and everything you know, um a rad a something yeah I mean sounds you know, very familiar arachnus yeah exactly I I will say this I was I was interested in the way that they were slowly you know unraveling everything with him and and you know the reveal that. Halsey was there all along, you know what I'm saying? Which I think we all knew, but I mean, yeah. whatever. That was still um, so uninteresting. But I, I think I think the whole point to like what you were saying, we can't find the artifacts. So while we're here, let's reminisce. Let's open up that that whole thing, and then at the very episode, at the very end of the episode, we'll go back to that whole thing and say, "Oh yeah, we found it." Now yes. we can we can move forward. It, it it just it felt like I said everything in this episode this this past week was so clunky and and weird. Yeah. It, yeah. it was just it was it wasn't the greatest. It episode. just felt like a useless episode. It really did. It felt you know what it felt like. It felt like one of those Mandalorian. Even the you know what I can't even say that because even those Mandalorian filler episodes, even though they had nothing to do with the story, if you took it all on its own, they were still fun. Right, but that's because those you know were those were that's when you have a monster of the week um, type of episode, 
uh, you get that, right? You, 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 you yeah. have, you have a beginning, a middle and the end within the episode. And what we don't want from the Mandalorian is the entire show being that. So I can understand right. like having a couple episodes like that, that will, that will give us a little bit of a push in the main story, just but give us a break to do some world building, to do some character development here and there. Um, but then having a filler episode that literally fulfills nothing. Look, if you made a trailer of this episode of just John landing in Eridness, landing there, then for some reason, with all the tech in the world, they didn't go and get like a scanner to find exactly where the thing is in the, in, in the dirt, digging up a bunch of little holes. And then having a flashback sequence that ends up leading to the artifact. If you just take those scenes, which would have been a total of like four or five minutes, that would be the whole episode. That's it. And you don't need anything else. And nothing yeah. else to happen in the episode really pushes the Halo story forward. And we have five more episodes for this Halo story to kind of resolve itself, at least for the season. I what what are we what are we doing with this this plot right now i mean i mean it seems like it, they're trying to really build up the rebellion side which in a way makes sense because you hear mention of them and then they're just completely ignored in like that's not how well here's the yeah question. i know i i know all right I know, but here's the question here's the question like the rebellion, what's the story that they're trying to tell? Are they trying to tell the story of the rebellion, or are they trying to tell tell the story of the Covenant War, or are they trying I to think, tell the story of the Forerunners and Marathon and the Halo artifacts? Which one I, of these three know. stories I, are they telling? See, I think they're trying to do all of that at the same time, doesn't and work. it's not working. Yeah, it doesn't work. I know that they're trying, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were just to be, if you could tell me right now, what story are they telling? I don't think anybody can, right? Four yeah, hours yeah, in, point. four episodes yeah. in, you should not question what story they're telling you. And, and that, that's why it's disappointing for me this past episode because, you know, I was I was given I was giving them a pass. I'm like, okay, they're trying to do something here. This fourth episode shows that they don't have a direction that they're going with right now. I mean, you know, I would I would have liked to have seen maybe a story for the first season just on the forerunners, right? Tell that oh, story. God. Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly that what story. I was looking forward to. That's what you I know? thought it would yeah. be because I Get wanted to know more the about beginning. the Forerunners. Yeah. yeah. Give us the beginning. <clears throat> Halo Legends. You know, and then kind of <laughs> kind of work everything in there. <laughs> we're not getting that. We're not. We're, we're not. The Rebellion is here and then it, it's gone for two episodes. And, you know, the one episode that they kind of nothing happens to it. Um, you know, you put this plot device in Venture there that's supposed to make it hard for the Rebellion to kind of rise up again i really don't care for him and i i kind of like that actor because he's played villainous roles yes before. He's, a, he's a good villain yeah but he but he's it, wasted here here he right exactly even here i'm not getting that sense from him you know so yeah, then he's you know, what's here. the point you know for sure and then um if, if you're going to talk about you know the spartans and stuff the spartans are probably the most interesting part of this series so far but why are you focused? What's the focus? Where? What's the end game for that? Yeah, I don't know. You know? There's, don't there's, know, so there's, there's, there's one question that I have for you guys also, and and I kind of want to start with Eli because you mentioned earlier, or at least between you and AJ, you guys, you guys talked about like 
you know, Eli, you had some scenes in the beginning of the first episode that that, that were kind of cool for you, right? I'm assuming you're talking about the action scenes, right? Yeah, it was just the action scenes. All right, so they were decently cool. So they were decent, decently cool. You're decently. you're you're decently cool. He's not just a cool guy; he's a decently cool guy. Decently. Cool. <laughs> so all right, so so those scenes were decently cool. The trailer that I guess the episode five preview that just came out. Did you get a chance to see it? Oh, I actually didn't get to see it either. Yeah, I didn't see it. Really? I'll throw it up on the, the screen real quick. You know what? Let's let's yeah, let's have you guys watch it real quick. I want to get some real time reaction. So so talk real to us time about, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanna I wanna Our I wanna first real time okay. reaction and God knows how long. Yeah. So the last one we so, did was uh Peacock. Yeah. No, not even. We did a, a trailer reaction for Godzilla vs. Kong on Cross Channel. Really? Yes, we did. Oh, but it so, still wasn't here. Right, right. So, so as soon as you hit play, Eli, I want you to talk me, t- tell me anything that you think is cool that you see, anything you think is whack, anything you think is trash. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Forty-six seconds, and it's on. Well, forty-six the, of seconds of wow selection. Yeah, we're getting the ads. <laughs> we're dealing with the ads. All right, here we go. Okay, that's a pelican. So mm, right now, chief. Doing chief Cortana things. Is talking to Master Chief. Oh, can't be cleared and for combat. Kai just got sidelined mm-hmm. by Master Chief, <laughs> ironically. And now Quan's getting sidelined by what's his name? Soren. Yeah. Yep. That dude is infinitely weird. The, yeah. The assistant to Doctor Halsey. Yeah, very he's he's weird, man. man. He's weird. Episode three had a very weird moment with him. Okay, yes. so we're fighting finally, Banshees. But man, that's, that's it. Like, so whack. So whack. <laughs> so whack. Oh, I thought that so like horrible. at least some of the action, at least the preview of the fact that there's going that to be action. At least the promise. Any action. What? Barely. Well, exactly. All right, all right. But it is a preview, guys. Keep that in mind. Okay, okay, but you know what else whack. was a preview? The first episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But listen, the whole point of that re- preview reveal was to to give you. It's basically them giving you the promise, the promise that oh, this is the episode where we're gonna have big action. If there is big action similar to the beginning of the first episode in the next episode, are you excited? I'm a little no. more excited. I can't say it's gonna fix everything like some magic. No, band-aid. forget about that. I just want to know. I just want to know if the trailer, if this preview worked for you. I, I will. I will admit that I am a little bit more excited because we're finally gonna get I'm some scared. action. Yeah, me I'm too. <laughs> because I'm afraid that they showed some action, and that's all the action you're gonna. Yeah, see I know. I am episode, actually very you know? worried about that too. I don't that, think that it's going to be though. I think that there's going to be. A, a battle real quick between the covenant the they're, they're gonna, yeah yeah i think this is the start of the covenant war i think i think by him you know activating the artifact and and mckee right that's her yeah. name feeling it yeah and saying well i know where it is i think this is the that start of that war but which bodes well for the series i guess but, but, but we'll see we don't even the know covenant human war has already started yeah that's the thing already the, being already waged. War, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but but now there's 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 a prize for yeah them. there's I mean, a cost you know, associated with it there, yeah. there's something that they're doing a tug of war for exactly eli okay. you're literally not excited at all for the next episode after that nope not even a little bit no, he, he he's hard to I'm not worried either. I just don't care at this Banshees point. Don't wow. Do okay. 
the bench. No, I I really don't care who right. or what it is. It's just still whack. I know well, that's terrible. That does seem terrible, and it's unfortunate. But I guess we're gonna have to wait and see if the preview does end up changing your mind in any way. Nope, um, it's still gonna disappoint me. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving along then. I mean, unless there's anything else that anybody wants to mention regarding this past episode. No, um, let's discover DC. <laughs> yes. All right. So, guys, I need you guys to actually give me a little better background on everything that's going on. To be straight up honest with you, I didn't even know DC got bought out. Yeah. So they, they have a new CEO. Um, his name is David Zaslav. Zaslav, right? I think. That God, sounds I'm right. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, dude, but um, he's the CEO of the recently merged Warner Brothers Discovery. So Discovery and Warner Brothers. Right. So Discovery bought Warner Brothers. That's what it was. Right. That's right. Exactly. I forgot about that. That is that is what happened. And I completely dismissed the fact that Warner Brothers owns DC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, an interesting comment that he made that kind of was picked up about maybe a day or so ago by all the social medias. Um, he said that he believes that many of the DC characters, like Superman, who has been criminally underutilized within the last couple of years, right? And that, that was me. That was my input there. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that they need to be revitalized after being underutilized in the DCEU for so long. Um I mean, tell me the cat is a cat. I mean, that's not really earth-shaking news in terms of, you know, what we know as fans, right? Yeah. I I find it interesting that, you know, now all of a sudden it's like this big light bulb just, you know, turned on over their heads and say, hey, maybe we should be doing something a little bit more with it. Well, well, here's the thing, right? So, so, so I don't think that it's a light bulb that it turned on for anyone. It's just that, you know, Discovery went in the room and actually turned on the light. (laughs) And DC didn't realize. (laughs) DC's in the room and they didn't even realize that there's a light bulb in there. This is what the room looks like. And it kind of makes sense, (laughs) right? Because DC is just like in this dark room and all all they're thinking about is Batman, 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 Batman. And not realizing there's a light switch in here and we can illuminate everything else out. I am excited because you guys have seen Batman and me because of my my injury and my recovery has have not seen the Batman. The Batman comes out on HBO Max this Sunday. I'm looking forward to watching it again at home. I'm looking forward to watching it again for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely excited to like find out what your your thoughts are on it. Exactly. I've been dying. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean. Listen, you know, with the DC universe, the DC universe never got on the right foot. You know, it, it, it was clear and apparent that, you know, they waited too long. Um, they're kind of like Microsoft um, to, to Apple, the iPhone. Yeah, Apple okay. waiting too long, then putting out the Windows phone and then realizing, oh, this is not going to work. Same thing, you know. Warner Brothers waited too long to jump on this train. You know, Marvel Studios had a huge lead on them at that point. And the first thing they want to do is they want to they want to really do an Avengers style um, movie, which was basically Batman versus Superman without any lead into it. And that that was probably the first and biggest mistake 
that Warner Brothers has done. And they really, they've started to kind of come out of it, but they still haven't nailed that yet. You know? yeah. And they've gone through various changes saying, you know what, we're going to start. We're gonna... At first, remember, Warner Brothers was supposed to be the place where directors went to flourish and tell their story, right? That, that was the whole thing. And then all of a sudden it became, well, you know what, you got to admit, you got to mesh it within this grand storyline. That didn't work. You know what? Now we're we're not going to tell that story. We're going to tell off stories. And now we're back to the whole well, we're going to do the flash. The flashpoints kind of reboot everything. We're going to we're going to tell that story again. Oh, by the way, we're going to get those characters that you guys have forgotten about for so long. Henry Cavill, I'm looking at you, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring them back maybe or maybe not. Maybe it's a, this is what this feels like reboot 5.0. So so know? all right. So so this you is know? the thing, right? This is the thing. Ah! So this is the thing. Like obviously DC was trying to make patchwork of the all the terrible decisions they've made over the last 10 years with Flashpoint. Um and then Ezra Miller happens, right? <laughs> um we're not going to get into that. Happened before. Yeah. They just again, they were they were stuck in that room with no light, right? Yeah, we're not going to get into that exactly and like the controversy between him and 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 whatnot. But it's like, you know, DC's been trying to patch it up and then Discovery comes in to like save the day in a sense. Um I don't know that they're going to do a reboot, but I also don't know if I don't I don't think that they're going to do a reboot, but I do think that they need a reboot. It's tough because you're right. They they do need a reboot, but they the characters that they have. I mean, you know, say what you will about Zack Snyder. He casted these characters perfectly. No, no, that's Ezra, absolutely true. Ezra, no, Miller, oh, right, Ezra no. Miller, notwithstanding, and that's only because of you know all his off studio issues yeah, that yeah, he yeah. has. You know, well, and maybe he's not he's not the the coolest cat when it comes to the Barry Allen that we're expecting, right? But if you look at the other people, these were no brainers. I mean, I I can't look at Harry Henry Cavill. And say he can't be Superman. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely not. So ben that's the thing. Like, I, Batman, right? that's the thing. I don't think Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that you get rid of the actors. I think that you do a soft reboot. You keep the characters. You keep the actors. You sort of do a reboot in the in the way that like you you don't tell origin stories, um, but you just tell new stories in a new direction you just forget that anything else happened because everyone it's it's kind of like do what they did with spider-man homecoming everybody knows the background uh let's just kind of forget that the amazing spider-man happened is essentially what marvel did um they can do that and they don't have to get rid of the actors they just need to kind of act as if you know everything pre-dc just didn't happen go with a new storyline go with a, a new you know a new crisis and, and, and just go from there. I don't know what they're going to do with Batman. That I think is, we don't know what they're going to do with Superman because Cavill has kind of been non-committal. He's, he's kind of teasing that he hasn't hung up the Cape, but nobody said anything so far. Right. Well, you know, I think that that's him saying that like, he wants to still be Superman. He just doesn't want to be Superman under the current direction. He doesn't because if he says, for example, if he says, like, I'm going to stay as Superman, 
then does Warner Brothers sell off or does Warner Brother like, you know, that's that's kind of like a bargaining chip for Warner Brothers. And I don't think that like Henry Cavill wants to be a bargaining chip. So it's better to not say anything to the stakeholders, but mm-hmm. he still wants to give hope to his fans. And I, I, I can commend that, you know. Yeah, DC is kind of in a weird place because, and and just because you, like you said, and AJ, maybe you can kind of chime in on this because you're our DC expert here. But you know, DC has basically maybe two or three universes going at the same time. You know, um, depending on how you want to put where you want to put Joker in in which universe, right? Because you've got the main the main universe, which is your Ben Affleck. Henry Cavill, um, Gal Gadot, you know, that yeah. universe. Yeah. Then you've got the Pattinson Batman. We don't yep. yeah. obviously it doesn't fit in with with yeah, that's the, the Spider-Verse, like, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then Joker the Spider-Verse is also yeah. his own thing. Joker could be its own thing. We don't know exactly how those so there could be like three universes that are out there. It's kind of a mess. You know, this this feels yeah. like, you know what this feels like? This feels like Fox's X Men universe. Yeah, it's yeah. all over. And, the and place, you know what? You to know? be honest with you, I actually think that Fox did a better job with uh, the X Men universe than oh. DC has done with, uh, or Warner Brothers has done with DC. Wow, that I is do such believe. a burn. I so think that I. is true. I think it's true. Like even though, like the at, like the issue with the Fox films, I thought was that the films themselves weren't great, but at least they were a little bit more connected. Barely. Not really barely. Actually, not really barely because... Toward the end. Toward the end. Yeah, I mean, they they connected... They started started connecting weird because there were time issues and age issues and things of that nature. But at the very beginning, you can kind of say that even though, in my opinion, those X-Men movies weren't really mutant movies and and whatnot, um, but... At least they connected better. Now, once we got into Age of Apocalypse and and you know the the Dark Phoenix saga, that that's when things kind of got off the rails. Yeah, I, really, I blame that know? on just like bad direction, story, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> acting. Yeah, but I do still think that they connect. Whereas the DC movies, they just don't connect. They're at all. all over the place right now. They they really really are, and I I don't know, although you know you you're looking at actors that are getting older that that are looking at other interests, you know, maybe Henry Cavill doesn't want to, you know, spend 10 hours a day in the gym, you know, trying to look like Superman, you know, we're come on. You think you think that he's not keeping like up that. those Superman appearances for the Witcher no, and no, every single exactly. mom that's tuning in for that show. He's like I said, the, <laughs> now, now, who should be saying this is a PG chill die? Hey, hey, PG hey, show. hey, hey, gets, hey, Eli, you're over tougher. 13, right? 14. See, yeah, 14. this is less, this is PG 13, then. I guess yeah, my point exactly. is it, it gets tougher with age, you know. I mean, you look at you look at um, Batista over here, who's who, who's already actively said, you know what. Drax is probably a character I'm not going to do anymore because you know what I'm getting older and it's it's tougher for me to stay yeah. in shape like yeah. that. Also you're, looking, to you're looking at films that mm-hmm. usually have a production time of two to three years. We're getting we're getting to the point where these these actors may not want to you know put in that commitment. Yeah, and so we're in that weird age right now. They're kind of there. They're like middle aged and stuff, right? <laughs> 
But well, getting, yeah, not and, getting and, to that point where it's like, do I really want to continue to do this? And now's the opportunity if you're going to reboot it. Maybe you bring in different actors. Yeah, the reason for it is because guys, one, you know? one thing that's very unique with, with comic book movies and, and expanded universes is that, like, when you sign on somebody to be, to take on, you know, the mantle of a comic book superhero, mm-hmm. you you should be basically asking them for a 10 to, 10 to 15 year right, look commitment. At, look at Sebastian Stan. You know, and, and that, it, a lot has been made that he's got a nine movie contract with Yeah, Marvel, and that is just the know? way that it, that it works. So, so I can definitely understand like Henry Cavill, Cavill, however you pronounce it, yeah, may not want to sign on for Superman if that means that he needs to, you know, stick through it all the way to the end of the entire saga that right. they might do. So and, I can and understand. The problem that. is, and the problem is, you know what? You signed them early on. When, when was Man of Steel? What twenty fourteen or something like that? Man, it was a while ago. It, so that was the time to kind of commit to Superman. He's only made what? Three, three, three appearances outside of that. Maybe I mean, you you saw him what in Batman versus Superman. You saw him in Justice League, and that's you, it. You're actually. wasting him. Just three appearances as, total. As a, as a character. total three appearances. Yeah, exactly. You're wasting him. So you know now you're going to say almost what is that? Eight years after the first instance of him playing Superman. Oh, now we're going to commit to your character. AJ. It's kind of it's kind of hard. Hey, AJ, yeah. how do you feel about it? Being that you're the DC guy, um, our resident DC guy, how do you feel about like all this stuff with like Discovery taking over and like kind of this comment that's come out? I'm still very scared. Warner Brothers is still the problem, honestly. Like, say what you want about DC, Warner Brothers are the one who's the, the guys right. who got us into this for mess. sure. But this is not this is basically now not going to be on the Warner Brothers anymore, now is it? Technically, if DC discovery the is I mean, different, discovery, from? discovery. Well, I, I gather there, and, and I don't know the specifics of you know the organizational structure that they have, whether they're getting rid of guys or not, but I, I do think that. Discovery is like kind of the umbrella company and Warner Brothers kind of exists under them, you know, as kind of like a satellite company. So mm-hmm. they're probably going to have their own leadership also. But that's always been the press, the the question alluding to what AJ saying. The leadership at WB has quite frankly been piss poor these this last decade when it comes to the properties of these movies. Yeah. Eli, what do you think? As long as Warner Brothers there, it's still whack. It's not nothing's going to change about it. Um, you really just need, you know, Marvel. What did Marvel start out as? Uh, and I know I have to. I'm comparing it to Marvel, but Marvel didn't start off with under any like. Uh, what do you mean? Started off. Are you talking about nineties? Because Marvel, Marvel, no, like. Original a, a MCU, like the MCU, first Avengers, it was always like, been Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige always had a, a yeah. vision. They you know? they need somebody who has the same vision as Kevin uh, has, who has the same vision as Kevin Feige. Which so far we've had nobody who had who has had a vision like that in the DC universe. So well, they've tried. I think what is it? Um, Jim Lee for for a quick minute. You know who Jim Lee is, right? I know Jim. I know who Jim Lee is. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. So Jim Lee is is famously famously associated to the Batman comics, but he is he's done everything in that. Um, they tried making and Marvel. Guy. He's done a lot of Marvel too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, wasn't it, wasn't it Brian Bendis also a guy that Brian was, Michael Bendis? Yeah, was it wasn't he a guy that was at the head of uh, the DC? Was it him? Uh, I, I, I I'm not 100 percent sure to be honest with you. Brian Michael Bendis is one of those guys that that floats between the two com- uh, companies in in the comic book world. But I do believe that he he had some sort of involvement in uh, DC films or storytelling or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, though. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to try. It's a shame because Brian Michael Bendis has some of the best Marvel stories of all time. He made his bones with Marvel. Yeah. I could be. I could be wrong. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. But I mean, either way, I don't really have anybody who is like, fully about dc it's mainly just about the money it's more business yeah know, business thing so yeah it's basically it well mm-hmm. you find anything with uh brian michael bendis there i'm, I'm trying to find it i'm sorry yeah. i mean like get me the guys because correct me if i'm wrong swamp thing came out exclusively on dc tv right yes yes get me the guys who put that project together because they clearly knew what they were doing, at least. Yeah. Were it not for the budget constraints that eventually killed them. <laughs> Get me the guys. Show me the guys that did Swamp Thing, and then I'll show you the Warner Brothers that'll cancel them. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers are their own worst enemy. And that's yes, the biggest issue, really. Are. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it, I take it back, Brian. Brian Michael Bendis, I am so sorry. It was Jeff Johns. Oh, oh yeah. Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's right. Jeff he Johns. He was leading yeah. before Jim Lee took over, and mm-hmm, now he's mm-hmm. out because yeah. I think I think Jim Lee. It was Jeff Johns. Then it was Walter Hamada. Then it became Jim Lee. Who knows who is going to be now? So. Well, look. Ultimately, obviously, it shows that you know it remains to be seen if there's anything that's going to happen. I think Warner Brothers has burned the fans so much that it doesn't seem like anything that could be done that they do outside of outside of maybe Disney buying them out that would restore trust <laughs> in the fans um, to believe that like something good is going to come out of any moves that they do. So it's it's very mm. clear that that's what's happening in the big blue corner. And they have so now, Batman though. A cr- well, you, you know, Batman. Batman's kind of an outlier, and but but funny enough, that's also how Batman operates within the comics, within the Justice League. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm part of the Justice League when I feel like it. <laughs> you yeah, exactly. know? Yeah. He shows up when he feels like showing up, and usually it's when it's it's basically when the Justice League is uh, failing at their task. I, well, I, let, if I'm not let's, mistaken, let's talk about a company that's not failing and has a little movie coming out in about what three weeks. That was going to be my weeks? segue. There I was going to segue. Oh, we man, got DC in the blue corner, and right across from it in the red corner, Marvel. <laughs> wow, can't do that. Talk so, to me. Right. Talk to me, guys, about Doctor Strange. Oh my God! Just. The one thing that grabbed my attention the first time I saw it. Now, this is just me because I just found it incredibly disgusting, but it is an amazing work of CGI that they did it. That third eye on Strange Supreme is so unsettling. I almost clawed my own eyes out. (laughs) There's been... Oh my god! Yeah, they've they've dropped a number of TV spots this week. Yeah, um, in the lead up to 
what is it, May 6th? I, I believe yeah, it is. May 6th. Yeah, May 6th. They wouldn't opening. let you forget. Um, so Doctor Strange is definitely coming. I mean, and with every trailer, I think, you know, our anticipation is going getting a little bit bigger and bigger, right? And there's a hell of a lot of clickbait videos on YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah, we um we we me you and me, right? Yeah, me we, and you, we uh we did a screen culture or screen junkie. And then I can't like, remember which we were like was, doing right? a YouTube dive for Doctor Strange uh, trailers, and oh I gotta God. admit that trailer did look legit. Yeah, up until they started showing the Fox X Men stuff, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then there was one where it showed like Tom Cruise as Iron Man, and then like. Ugh. Uh, what's oh, his God. name? The Fanta- Fantastic Four with um, oh, Jim Halpert. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's so stupid. But... Yeah, but the way they did it was flawless, right? Yeah. It looked like an actual trailer. It looked like it was. Know, it looked from like the a legit trailer. Um, but yeah, it, you know, aside from those things, I mean, you know, I did show you the new TV spots. The new TV spots, while recycling some of the old stuff from the movie trailers, did drop a couple of new things on it, right? Shuma go go. Yes, the goat. Not and, even that. Like there was this huge golem thing behind Doctor Strange. I still didn't get a good look at, yeah, to see what it out. was. The the thing about it, um, the thing that I think is probably going to be like for us in this household, it's not a big deal, right? Because we watch all the Marvel Studio stuff, um, including all the stuff on Disney Plus. But I think we're falling into a place where um, it's kind of like the thing that I was I was ranting against with Star Wars. You know what I mean? Mm. Where Star Wars has become such a huge property that to fully understand everything that's Star Wars, you have to follow the books and you have to follow the comics and you have to follow the TV shows and you have to follow the animes now, which, by the way, season two of of Star Wars Visions, I'm so excited, right? But I think think what Marvel... This is the first instance with Marvel Studios where I'm a little concerned that they're their audience may be a little confused because especially as you saw within these trailers there's stuff that they're putting in from wandavision and so like i said from a household like us where we're all marvel well we we see everything that that marvel studios throws out there yeah there's not a lot of people that do that there's not a lot of people that may not have disney plus there's a lot of people that don't follow it like that i'm concerned that now we're getting to the point just like in star wars where there's really required viewing or required reading in order to understand what's going forward wow. because you see especially in the these past trailers you're gonna have to catch catch up on what if right you're gonna have to catch up on wandavision um those are just the two instances that really stood out to me, you know. Well, I, mean, I, I can tell you. you well, I can tell you. I can tell you off the bat that actually, why I think this is actually a great idea for them. Even though no, you guys, I, I think in terms of storytelling, it's great. No, no, not even storytelling. You know, I, business, business wise. Well, yeah, because now you're going to want people to bring in, but you know what? There's there's people that may not be able to, you know, deal with it. I mean, look at how fragmented, you know. 
watching watching stuff on TV is. I mean, before it used to be you, you had one cable bill. I look at myself. I am signed on to Netflix, Prime Video, mm-hmm, Paramount mm-hmm, Plus, mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. You know, I, yeah. So, but this is the thing. This is what I I'm trying like to say. This is what I'm trying to say. If you so, so look at it, look at it from a business standpoint. If you're Disney and your subscription numbers have kind of like stalled or stagnated, right? Um, and you don't really have any other big shows kind of coming up in the pipeline to draw more people to buy subscriptions. But you know that you have an installed base with movies that people are going to go watch. A ton of people are going to watch this movie that didn't see what if, didn't see WandaVision, that after they see the movie, now they're going to be like, well, I need these these questions answered. I need to get the subscription and I need to find out what I need to cancel so that I can go back and watch these things. The other thing that it does is give more life to these shows because what, is- I'm sure that people are no like it's already run its course. Everyone that has Disney Plus for Marvel has already seen these shows. How do we get those viewers back on those shows? Normally, I would say yes. And and I know this is going to sound weird because I'm bringing this in. But I think it's a very weird time in terms of entertainment um, because, you know, not only here in the United States, but but around the world, you know, money is tight. You know, you you look at you look at gas prices, you know, that that are going up. You look at you look at, you know, prices in the supermarket. You look at prices across the board. And so now it really becomes, you know, it's a really weird time for entertainment because you're competing those entertainment dollars with necessities that people need on a daily basis right so so it just turns into a question of like can i convince you to cancel something to jump onto something else yeah but there there may there's there's a lot of people we're fortunate you know that we can we can Mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. that luxury i don't think there's a lot of people out there that have that luxury i mean maybe i know i know a lot of people that says well you know what i i can't afford netflix so you know i just read up on whatever you know or i i maybe can't have three or four different like i have like 20 streaming services i'm fortunate that way there's not a lot of people that can do that. And yeah, so but you can't I make everybody happy where, either. And no, I think no, that's no, what I, I look at. I get yeah. that. I, I get that. I'm just saying it's in a really weird place that en- the entertainment dollar is right now yes, because you're competing true. with basic necessity things that people need. And they're going to forego and they'll be like, well, I went to this movie. I didn't understand a lick of it. They're telling me I have to go subscribe to this thing. That might backfire and maybe in a way people are get put off by that you know it's possible oh look they're trying to to grab the hard-earned money that i have you know when i i'm struggling just to put ends make ends meet in the household you know so maybe but you know it's in a weird place right now that's all i'm saying yeah uh i i definitely see that the only thing is that like i do get something that marvel has that dc doesn't have is is trust from the fans because I think like even though it might be something that you're worried about, ha- I don't think that Marvel has has grandiosely failed love yet. It. You know, no, well, no. I, well, I, I think I, in the sense in the I'm, sense I'm of what at, I mean, what I mean in I'm the sense of uh, mm-hmm. I mean in the sense of like putting the story together properly. I think that the biggest flop oh, yeah. that they had there was in Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Um, because of all the plot holes with multiverse stuff and all this stuff mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But even then, I still think that we have faith that Marvel's going to patch that up. And I think that oh, yeah. um, 
I think I that Marvel will I probably tell the story in a way that will work even for people that haven't seen WandaVision. I, I don't doubt that for the fans, mm-hmm. this is going to be glorious. I really don't. I, I'm just worried more about the casual fans because that's the ones that they're really trying to reach out in order to expand. We are us comic nerds. We're going to go find yeah. a way to watch it. But this was bound to happen anyway. This was bound to happen. I mean, look, you couldn't, to, to be honest with you, like, you know, three years ago, you, the same thing could be said about Avengers. You couldn't see Avengers really without seeing any of the other previous movies. And it's kind of the same situation um, yeah, for I those know, fans. But and you it's, know it, it's a different you, entertainment dollar problem at that time. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like this was inevitable that we're going to get to a point where, like, there's going to be some fans that are going to be left out. No, I yeah. know. But with, with Avengers, is a little bit different because it was only just the movies. Now, now yeah. you have to invest. We have, what, three Marvel Studio series so far? Each of them at least eight to nine episodes. Yeah. That's a big investment, yeah. you know? Yeah, so no, that, that, the time investment is, is kind of hard and difficult for just the lay fan, you know yeah. what I mean? So, oh, But I'm, that being said, I am super excited for Doctor Strange. I mean, the more I see, the more exciting it is. And I do like the fact that, you know, you're kind of interweaving the story with all the properties. I know I said it. That it was a problem, but I was saying that more for the casual <laughs> fan. For the hardcore fan, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. I am optimistic, but I, I do, you know, and I keep saying this every time something new with Marvel comes out. I do have fatigue. You're waiting you know? for the shoe to drop. It's you're not that really I'm waiting for waiting. the shoe to drop. It's just because like, they're, I have due some fatigue. For, they're due for a bust. Eventually, you know, it has to it's happen, It's not. Right? It's not that I'm waiting for a bust. I am looking for something new because this isn't new. Yeah. This is still all after effects of Infinity War. All of it. It's still this you is don't still get a, a horror vibe from it though. Like a, No, like sure. I mean like genre yeah. vibe is one thing, but story vibe, this is still an extension of the, that story and I'm kind of like, "Hey, I want to yeah. move on. Like give me something completely new. I don't want to deal with this." And and I, I you know, a lot of it has like strings attached to the Infinity War. And I'm, I'm, I, that's where the fatigue comes from. It's like, when are we going to be done with this? Every single series that comes out has to do with Infinity War. You know, Loki was like, what happened in Infinity War? Oh, snap, I died. With, uh, with Hawkeye, it was, you know, you know, uh, Scarlet, um, which like, uh, it is a a huge event though. No, I understand, but it's just like, at what point are we going to move on from the remnants of it? Because when did Infinity War come out exactly? Um, 2019? I mean, you're kind of moving on from it from Moon Knight. You haven't had a single really reference to the Infinity War, though. I guess. I think the problem is is that... um, Although I haven't seen a single episode of Moon Knight, by the way. (gasps) Sacrilege! You really, really need to. have no time. Listen, so then you know If you can watch Halo and you don't even like that show, you ought to be watching Moon Knight. Yeah, but it's one hour to catch up on versus three hours to catch up on. Put Halo on pause and do Moon Knight. You, you You will be thankful, you know? I only have like an hour to dedicate to something on television. All right, so uh, here's here's what you so do. So I will right? I will at some point. I will at some point very soon. Here's Hopefully this week do. I have some time. Here's what you do. Watch Moon Knight, okay? And because not a lot of stuff is going on on in Halo, 
put the headphones on and sleep to Halo. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're no. Up you really don't have to watch it that's because true. nothing's going on true. on the I screen. I was very upset at this yeah. last episode. Man. <laughs> no, I, I really was. I really true. was like, I just, like so halfway through, I was like, man, nothing's going to happen in this episode. Solution provider right here. Right all here. right. All right. You know? but, but going back to, and we'll wrap this up because I, I know we're getting to that, that end, of, end of episode type thing. Right? End of the line. Exactly. But, you know, it, it feels like a lot of the stuff is still dealing with Infinity War. Because we're watching long-form TV, right? We're watching episodes after episodes that deal with it, as opposed to a movie, which if you look at the movies, they really haven't touched too much on Infinity War, you know? Not the way that the episodes have. And so I think now, like AJ said, with Moon Knight, Moon Knight hasn't had really any references to the Infinity War. I think now you're starting to see that shift away. Mm -hmm. Um, And the multiverse of madness is probably going to be the one that really closes the door on infinity war, at least my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm. we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I don't think, I, I think that multiverse of madness is going to open up even more stuff that has to do with infinity war, because we still have second season of oh. Loki that has to do with the timeline. I mean, I'm hoping that like what multiverse of madness and the next season of Loki does resets the entire universe so that they can tell new stories with new actors which is no that's really what i think that they're we're gonna have a new professor x a new a new younger wolverine they have to reset everything because these same actors they're not gonna keep pulling these actors like we just spoke about the age of the actors yeah you know well you're not gonna keep you too early one thing we're missing is that and this is a big mess here we still have to deal with Kang. Kang is such a huge figure in the MCU right now that's kind of lurking there. He's kind of like that Thanos type in the early movies and stuff. We haven't had much mention of Kang. Kang yeah. is going to be huge when it comes to rebooting this stuff. So yeah. I, I think I think the multiverse of madness kind of starts that that whole Kang storyline. At least I hope so, because that would be that would be the impetus to get you know the soft reboot where now you're bringing in maybe a miles morales from another universe maybe you're bringing in a different thor maybe lady thor becomes the the one that takes over that mantle you know um the x-men definitely are going to be a huge focus we haven't even talked about fantastic four which they kind of hinted in the first episode of of moon knight kind of in a way very subtly maybe not Maybe this is another. Um, it's uh, what's his name? The guy that everybody wanted from Ghost Rider. Oh please no! Yes. Stop. Maybe Stop. we'll get Morbius. <laughs> Something like okay, that. yeah, Morbius. Mephisto. Mor- no, oh, my God. You know, Mephisto. Is Mephisto's fine. gonna be the one that, that pops up everywhere. Yes. Stop. I'm Stop telling you, at the end of Stop everything, right at the end of it all, it's gonna be Mephisto. Watch. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's no, it is not. No, I will yes. put money on it right now. That no. Mephisto will be the answer to everything. You will lose your money. Mephisto will win. Oh my gosh. The true goat. All right. Well, so so I mean, I guess that's that's kind of. I mean, is there anything left to say other than the fact that we're excited for Doctor Strange? Not so much 
for Halo, and we're still kind of up in the air with DC. Are we excited about DC? Maybe, maybe we're no. not. I don't know. I'm scared still. <laughs> so I'm talk to me after I see the Batman tomorrow. I'm fine with continuing the Batman-verse. The Batverse. Batinson. It might be interesting to see. Batinson, Eli. The universe rebooted in that universe. I don't think that that would happen. No way. It doesn't work. I'll tell you right now, it won't work. So let me ask you this. Is this a darker vision than what Zack Snyder was trying to do? Yes, absolutely. Yes. As dark, if not dark. Yeah, See, it's, it's going to be very, very much darker. But that's the thing. That's Batman. how Batman is supposed to be. I don't yeah. think that Batman, Bat, that's what makes Batman different and an outlier. He doesn't belong in the JLA world. He is yeah, supposed he to doesn't. come and go, you know, here and there, kind of being the, the basically the Darth Vader of of DC, where when he shows up, Bro, that's what everybody what? really goes for. But the story is not mm-hmm. really about his world, and he's not meant know. to be the story of the JLA world. He's just supposed to be the cool factor, you know. Hmm. So, anyways, well, there you go. I don't know about that. But so, uh, without further ado, then I guess this is the end of the line. Are we yeah. at the end of the line? Yes. It's been an awesome episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging on all the way to the very end. Please like, rate, share, and subscribe. And drop us a line if you guys have any questions, any thoughts, any feedback. Um, and, you know, just tell us that you love us. You love us so so um, that'll do it for me and for you guys. Hail to the Jarnished. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to say. Uh, um... Something in the way. Mm. All right, guys, stay geeky.